Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, Margaret. Hi, Teddy. There's this rumor on the internet. Oh, what rumor? A rumor about Hello Kitty. Oh, I love Hello Kitty. <laughs> yeah, very cute. All the Sanrio and the little Twinstein, whatever. So it starts in the 1970s. It's actually a pretty sad story. Oh no, did someone die? Yes, okay. Kind of, not really. But it starts with a woman. A woman and her daughter. Okay, so her daughter was very young. Like, I would say like a child. And she was suffering from mouth cancer. Oh. Yeah, and the mother was... so young again got mouth cancer? It's a rumor on the internet. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so the daughter was very young and suffering from mouth cancer and the mom was very, very religious, okay? Mm-hmm. So she kept going to church and praying and praying and praying and just begging for God to cure her daughter. Yeah, but the cancer just got worse and worse and sometimes it's just bad luck. So the mom started to lose faith. If God wasn't going to help her, she was going to turn elsewhere. Oh, switch religion ah. <laughs> Something like that. Alright, so late, late one night when her daughter was in the hospital, she summoned the devil. What the fuck? Okay, I was not expecting that. <laughs> okay, so it's not that hard to think about, you see, because apparently you always hear the devil likes to make contracts. Okay? Mm-hmm. And in exchange for her daughter's life, you see, the, do- the devil was kind. He wasn't going to ask for her life. In exchange for her daughter's life, the devil wanted her to make a toy. Make Hello Kitty? Yeah, that's so, right. So a toy that would be loved by millions of children worldwide. What? Wait, wait. So is this how Hello Kitty came about? It's a rumor lah. Yeah. What the fuck? Okay, and do you know why it's called Hello Kitty? Um, Because, hi, I don't know, there's a kitty. Okay, so demons... And the devil and, you know, like, vampires and evil things. They just can't enter your home like that. They have to be invited in. Okay? So when you say the doll's names, like, Hello Kitty, mm-hmm. you're inviting it in. Like, hello. <gasps> oh, yeah. shit. So that's why uh, that you bring the doll home and then you call it by Hello Kitty. And then, and then you're inviting it in through... Oh, the Hello Kitty doll. Yeah, I mean, like, I heard a lot of ghost stories, like, the, like, having too many dolls in your house is bad, because as long as, like, there's a figurine with a face, it means that the spirit can go into it and stay inside. That's damn scary, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, I think I watched, I read too many ghost stories, really. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, that's quite scary, right? But that's just an urban legend, lah. No, the truth is that it was developed by Sanrio to, you know, make money. Yay! <laughs> Yay. Okay, I prefer that truth, that the rumour... Yeah, okay. So now, let's get into the case, alright? So you're going to pretend you're a policeman, which shouldn't be too hard lah. Ah uh, yeah, my boyfriend Mata. Fiancé, fiancé. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going to get married soon. <laughs> okay, 
it's May 1999 and it's a quiet day. So you're not on the field. You, you're working in the police station, right? Mm, blow yeah. icon. Yeah, blow icon, do paperwork, you know, all that. This very young 13-year-old girl, she walks in. She's like looking around. She looks damn tired. She looks damn scared. She looks stressed. Mm-hmm. She comes up to the counter. Okay, what do you think she's going to ask you? Uh, she got, I got no money to give you. You go find your mother. <laughs> <laughs> no, like she's 13. Yeah, yeah, 13. I don't know. Like, no, no pocket money to eat. La. I don't know. Okay, no. So she says that there's a woman haunting her. A tortured, mutilated woman. And she has, and this woman that's haunting her has electrical wire tied around her neck and is following her. Wow, a bit descriptive, ah. Why electrical wire is something very like modern, very why specific. Is, yeah, why ghost got electrical wire? Man? Yeah, so she can't sleep. She's troubled, and this is quite scary, right? But the police they're skeptical. Of course, they're skeptical. Yeah, <laughs> alright. But because she's so young and she looks so troubled, the police decide to follow her and check out her home just in case, like she's being abused and this is a cry for help and mm. she doesn't know how to say that and being abused. Yeah, because thirteen year old. Yeah, exactly. Thirteen is still quite young, lah. They follow her back home and they take a look into it. So it's a third floor flat in Hong Kong's Kowloon district, alright? The apartment itself is very scary, it's very creepy. It's covered in Hello Kitty. The furniture, the kitchen, there's Hello Kitty plushies everywhere. The the cookware is Hello Kitty, the chopsticks, Hello Kitty, the spoon, Hello Kitty. Oh, I'll actually like that. <laughs> <laughs> so the mother Aliena. Oh Margaret. Okay. <laughs> okay, can. Okay, and in this apartment, they noticed that the girl. So in some sources, she's referenced to as Melody. In some sources, she's referenced to as... Melody! Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. In some sources, she's referenced to as Afang. And Afang just keeps staring at this specific Hello Kitty toy. And it's not your normal small, small Hello Kitty, McDonald's Hello Kitty mm-hmm. toy, okay? This one is like hella big. Okay, so this life Hello Kitty... Ah. Yeah, this is a life-size Hello Kitty. And the top half of it is a Hello Kitty mermaid, okay? You know those special edition oh, so cute. Hello Kitty? And the bottom is a fish tail. So oh, it's... Yeah, so it's a like Hello a Kitty mermaid. Like the Merlion, but the... Kitty lion. Yeah. <laughs> and then she keeps looking at it in the way, you know, like sometimes like you're trying to look at something without looking at it, you know, like without other people noticing that you're looking at it, right? So the police, they get suspicious and they pick up the doll and it's heavier than expected because you expect a soft toy to be really, really light, right? Oh, damn. All right, and they they press the doll and they feel something in the doll. What the fuck? And they cut it open and they find a human skull. Oh, damn. That's like damn grisly. Hi, I'm Teddy. And I'm Margaret. And welcome to A Briefcase. Today, we're covering the Hong Kong Hello Kitty murders. Let's start with the hit. The Mm -hmm. hit in the Hello Kitty. The hit belonged to someone called Fan Man Yet. Okay, so let's call her Fan. Mm Mm-hmm. Alright, so Fan had a really difficult life. When she was young, like 
out of nowhere, her parents abandoned her at Matau Wai Girls Home. Ayo. Yeah. Alright, and it wasn't the best place to grow up. So these were all troubled kids from troubled homes. Like, they're just dealt a very, very hard life. They're just very, very unfortunate, okay? Mm-hmm. So she ends up addicted to drugs and not like weed, like meth. She ends up addicted to meth. Super addictive, super dangerous. Eventually, she ends up doing like a lot of things to pay for meth. She, she does petty theft. She ends up in prostitution to cater to a drug habit. Mm-hmm. And she also worked as a dancer in the Empress Karaoke nightclub. Yeah. And in May 1996, she ends up meeting her husband while working there. And he was also a drug addict. And she ends up moving in with him. And they have a son two years later. Alright. Is the son normal after all the drug consumption? We don't know because they don't really mention her son. But what she really wanted to do was to do right by him. Oh, okay. okay. So she ends up quitting drugs, but then her husband didn't. Oh. Yeah. So her home life was very, very messy. And it was alleged that her husband was violent and that he was abusive and that he hit her. Which sounds very... Typical of a druggy family. Exactly. Sounds very typical of a drug addict. But she was trying to get clean lah. Which Mm. was like good on her. So now this part gets a bit iffy, okay? But this should be around 1997. So some sources allege that she met this 34-year-old dude. His name is called Chan Man Lok at a nightclub where they became friends, okay? But some other sources allege that she worked at a place called Romance Villa. Okay, so that means she's shagging him? Which was a brothel. Uh-huh. And that Chan was a client. And that he would pay her specifically to do math and have sex. Okay, either way, she ended up becoming friends with him, which was a terrible, like the worst idea of her life okay because you see Chan wasn't a regular guy no 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 he was a gang member he was in the Chinese triads because remember in the 90s the the Chinese triads are like damn Mm. dangerous okay and he was a drug dealer that's where he got his meth from and he was a pimp Mm. alright that's quite bad already okay but remember the apartment with Hello Kitty toys all over Uh uh-huh so how are they related his apartment so he's the daddy of that Hello Kitty girl that Found that mermaid thing. He's not the daddy. All the Hello Kitty toys, all the Hello Kitty decor, right? They were for the very young, very underage girls that he pimped out. Ew. Including his 13-year-old girlfriend. And from Ew. the start of... From, remember from the start of the case, Afang? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway... Also, they, she's one of his uh, underage girlfriends. And one of his underage prostitutes that he pimps out and he has the Hello Kitty toy so that his prostitutes will enjoy the Ew, environment. so sick. Yeah. It's damn creepy, right? Okay. We don't know where they actually meet and what their relationship actually was before this but they ended up doing drug binges together. At the same time, like Fan's family life, her financial life is a mess. She's living like paycheck to paycheck to provide for her family, her husband who doesn't provide any money and now she has this young son that she wants to support and make sure that he has a good life, right? Mm -hmm. So one day after a drug binge with Chan, and I think she was still high when she did this because this is a very, very bad idea, Mm -hmm. she steals... Chan Man Lok's wallet with about 4,000 Hong Kong dollars inside. Oh no, why she offend the guy? Yeah. And as soon as she did it, when she like sobered up, right, she realized what a dumb fuck 
thing she just did. She just stole money from a triad boss who has no qualms about pimping out 13-year-old girls. Yeah, so um, I guess that's how we know what the body, whose body it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So she was so scared. She didn't just return the money, no. She didn't just walk back to return the money, you know, because you, you disrespected him. Uh-huh. You like threw away your friendship, right? Quote, unquote, friendship. Okay, what did she do to show she, respect? She hurriedly went and worked and worked and worked because she was also she like she was also a prostitute on the side, right? So she worked and worked and worked until she had an extra ten thousand Hong Kong dollars. With her four thousand Hong Kong dollars plus the ten thousand Hong Kong dollars, so fourteen thousand Hong Kong dollars, so like double, triple his investment, whatever. Ah, uh, yeah. He returns. She returns the money to Chan. And she goes back and she's super apologetic and everything. But he's still very angry. He says, no, it's not about the money. I mean, it's about the money, but it's also about the face. You disrespected our friendship, you know? Mm. Okay. Or maybe he doesn't re- remember like how much was in the wallet. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, she worked for nothing. Okay. He was so angry. He was like, okay, you're going to have to pay me another $16,000 by like, X number of days. What the fuck? Who said it was not about the money? <laughs> yeah, so like like that, right? She stole 4,000 Hong Kong dollars and now she has to pay back in total 30,000 Hong Kong dollars. And obviously, she wouldn't have been able to make that kind of money so quickly, right? Well, no one, he's like a loan shark or it's like... I mean, what he generally was like what? Because he's a gang, you know? <laughs> Exploiting people only. Yeah. So... He already knew that she wasn't going to be able to pay up, right? So... So him and two of his other little gang members, it was this 27-year-old guy called Long Xing Cho and this 21-year-old guy called Long Wai Lun, alright? They intimidate her. They're like, you know what? You're probably not going to get the money in time, so we're going to keep you here instead. And you'll work directly for us. We'll collect the money that you get from prostitution until you've paid back your debt. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that what she was intending to do in the first place? Yeah, but now she's going to be with them. She's going to be like essentially kidnapped by them oh, to be a prostitute. Yeah. And okay. then she was like, yeah, but what about my kid then? They were like, we don't, we don't fucking care because yeah. we're a gang and we're yeah, assholes. Gangster. Yeah. So the gang members are like, before we get to work, let's get high first. So they all they all start doing meth. Alright? And halfway through, while they were high, they were like, you know what's fun? You know what's great fun? Let's be that fun. That'll be so fun. Oh, so punny. <laughs> yeah. I mean like seriously guys, don't don't do drugs because Yeah, it fucks your judgment up like the wallet in the first place. Yeah, so they brutally attack her they kick and stomp and they beat her and later when she they look at her right mm-hmm. she's so badly beaten that they're like oh shit we can't actually pimp her out anymore because yeah. she's so badly beaten mm. and this was just the start of it okay for the next month they were gonna use her as their personal punching bag Ayo, then how do we cook back the Thailand's like money yeah right so they were gonna at first they were like oh, we're going to keep you until you heal so that we can continue pimping you out, right? Mm -hmm. But they just used her as a personal punching bag. Alright, so this case is considered to be one of the most brutal cases in Hong Kong history. And I would say, like, just across Asian true crime, this is one of the most violent cases. Just because they felt like it, they just beat her up. Exactly. So this case is terrifying. Mm -hmm. And these men are, like, disgusting 
monsters. This was prolonged torture over one month. Ayo. Yeah. Can I imagine like how many bones she has broken or bruises she had? So they would get high and beat her and they were creative about it. They would hang her up with electrical wire. Oh. Yeah. And they would unscrew a table leg, right? You know, normal people don't think about this, but mm. they would go, they would be like, ooh, my table dismantled. So they would unscrew the table leg, beat her with the table leg. They would use metal pipes. They would use wooden blocks. They would break her bones, all right? And the three dudes, they would melt the straws. They would melt straws mm-hmm. and drip it on her skin. Alright, they would drip oh. the melting plastic on her skin. Like wax torture. Yeah, and then they would also burn her feet. And then Ow. when her feet were burned, they would beat the open burn wounds with sticks. Ow, what the fuck? Yeah. And like, just honestly, recently I dropped an iron on myself. If you guys watched the episode of Dead Air. <laughs> <laughs> and like, burns are freaking painful. So I can't imagine how painful that was. Alright, and the 13-year-old girlfriend. Remember the 13-year-old girlfriend, Afang? Mm-hmm. She would get involved too. She was she was just too brainwashed by Chan La. I mean she's 13 year old, it's not that. And hard she's to being ex- a prostitute for him. She's yeah. like she was like so brainwashed. Okay? So she would hit Fan also and she admitted to dripping chili oil mm-hmm. into her eyes, like Fan's eyes. Fuck? And into her open wounds. No wonder Fan go and haunt her la. Yeah, okay, and the guys, they asked her to shit in a box. Uh-huh, and what they do with the shit? And they forced Fan to eat it. Fuck, is she even eating? How does she... I mean, I guess she got fat, right? Because one month is very long. Yeah, probably. They don't go into detail about that. So they would also force her to drink their urine. They would pee right into her mouth. Ew. And if she dripped any of it, right? Mm-hmm. They would beat her up some more. Oh, oh my god, it's like really... Very torturous. Yeah, okay. And you know what's really, really sick? What did they do now? They forced her to smile and laugh while they were torturing her. Like, it was all a game. What the fuck? If not, they would be her even worse. Okay, no wonder she's like, she's very determined to haunt them. Yeah, okay. And eventually, she started drifting in and out of consciousness, right? Because she was so injured. Yeah. She was so... Yeah, and... It's so sick. So one of the articles even had like a quote from the 13-year-old girlfriend, right? Quote, She was broken and playing with her wasn't so much fun after that. But we carried on anyway. There wasn't anything else to do. Oh, ayo. I think she like unconscious ready, is it? Like delirium then she never in and react- out and in and out, yeah. Yeah, no reaction really. Yeah, so she lasted for one whole month of this torture. Honestly, like if there was a way I would have it's not worth it but I think one reason she also held on is that she thought that eventually this will end and she can go back to her son because she had something to live for oh no but one morning the 13 year old Afang she wakes up and she finds Fan just did yeah just did and they didn't know what to do about it so they just left the bathroom they left the body in the bathroom for a few days ew and Afang is scared. I think part of her knew that they did this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like, suddenly they had a conscience. Yeah. Like, after someone died. I think like she knew that like the four of them, they mm. did this. Okay. And I mean, she was 13 already. And usually by that age, most people have a pretty good idea on like how death works, basically. 
Mm, but maybe the responsibility part, not so... Yeah, okay, but Chan, Chan the gang boss and his two little friends, mm-hmm. right? They're like, no, 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 no. That's not how she died. She didn't die because we were like beating her up and making her eat like feces and hanging her with electric wire. No, mm-hmm. no, no. She was a drug addict, you see. She died because she overdosed. Oh, okay, so that's how he brainwashed her. Yeah, okay. And... The man, Chan and his lackeys, they, they talked about what to do with her body in front of the 13-year-old. So the body would decompose. And because Hong Kong is so dense, right? It's like, it's such a populated country that they can't just throw it out because it'll start to decompose and smell and people will ask questions. Mm-hmm. It's not like in Korea, um, like maybe Japan or Malaysia, where you can like find some... Ulu place to, Ulu dump, place the body, to yeah. dump the body. Yeah. And so... Eventually, they put her body into a bathtub and they dismember her with a saw over 10 hours. Dismembering a body is like damn hard work, okay? But very easy because they already break a lot of bones. Yeah. I don't <laughs> okay, think so, 10 hours. About. Okay. <laughs> okay. To prevent the meat from smelling, right? So what they would do is that they would cook it. They would place the meat the cooked meat into little bags and then after that they would throw away the cooked meat so I don't think they ate any of it lah because they'll be quite sick oh a bit like curry murder a bit a bit throw here and there yeah so right this took a few days so they didn't want to go out and eat because they don't didn't want to leave like this half dismembered body in the fridge or whatever and Mm -hmm. they just wanted to get this over and done with and they also didn't want to get food delivered because what if the delivery man sees something he shouldn't right Mm kill him also then ah yeah another body <laughs> another few days must dismember leche leche yeah okay so right they would cook maggie me and they would cook one pot of the body they are decomposing on the stove and then in the pot next to it they would cook the maggie me so disgusting <laughs> and it's a latch right so they will use one spoon to stir the maggie me and then the maggie me not done yet right oh the meat is floating up then they would take the same spoon Use it to cook the meat. The I hope they didn't eat the Maggie Mee. <laughs> and then after that, they will go back and stir the Maggie Mee and then they'll eat the Maggie Mee. <laughs> so they're eating her a bit of her body meat and stuff lah. They're damn gross. The hygiene are very bad lah. Got the essence of human Maggie. Yeah, so gross. Okay, so eventually they got rid of most of the body. The meat but la. they didn't know what to do with the head lah. Mm. Yeah, because the human skull is is a bit large to just throw away and it's very, very distinctive. Like, mm. like most people, if you see a human skull, you'll be like, yeah, that's a human skull. Cannot smash, ah. Maybe they're a bit dumb, you know? Okay. After after Tired years already. of math, yeah. Lazy already. Chop up the body, boil, throw away. Then maybe the da- only thing you have to eat is Maggie Me. Yeah, the other bones are like maybe all sweet sweet already, all broken already, then can dispose. <gasps> only the skull. That's, that's a bit dark, but like, yeah, maybe. Okay, so they didn't know what to do with a head, right? So I think the the environment provided their inspiration or whatever. Lah. So they cut open a Hello Kitty doll. And then to prevent the head from moving about in the doll, right? They sewed the head into the doll, into the fibers and everything. Oh. So that it would like remain there. And they sealed it back. And this is when the haunting began. Hmm, it possessed, maybe her spirit possessed the doll. Yeah, so that's what some of the more paranormally inclined people think. Mm. That especially because she died in such a 
horrific manner. Horrific way. And because like her remains are literally still in the apartment, mm. it would be... But I find it quite weird. Like, why don't she just start haunting the apartment before she got sewn into the Hello Kitty? I don't know. And the other thing is maybe she did haunt the guys, right? But either A, the guys' brains were too melted from meth or they're <laughs> like, oh, I do meth so much, this must be a hallucination that they literally didn't care. Mm-hmm. Or you know a lot of these triad bosses, they always like to have like protection. Oh yeah, yeah. They like the peace la, then they go temple, bathe flower water. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So maybe she couldn't. Yeah, I guess if you're more paranormally inclined, that's why... Um, she targeted the girl. But mm. the other reason is that maybe the girl had like an immense amount of guilt which manifested itself into this quote-unquote hallucination. Yeah, yeah. I think that got a lot of people conflicted over what really happened. Lah. Okay, so the other thing is that if Afang didn't go to the police station, I personally don't think that they would have been caught Given how casual they were about torturing and killing man, it seems that maybe it wasn't their first time abusing someone like that. Yeah, it seems like it. But maybe they got away the last few times. Yeah, I don't think anyone who would, would suddenly like be so freaking creative with their torture just out of nowhere. Maybe they got experience in torturing people. Yeah, so in court, right, Afan was given immunity because of a confession, right? And she's 13 years old. And she's 13 years old. So uh, that's a really good point because a lot of people don't think that she would have been given the same immunity if she was older, if she was like 20. Mm. If a 20-year-old did this and told me that they were manipulated by by their boyfriend, I would mm-hmm. be like, uh, I'm a bit more hesitant. But because she's 13, right, I... I agree that she would have been a lot, a lot more vulnerable because at 13, your brain isn't fully developed. It's much less developed than, say, a 20-year-old. Oh, then the ghost very smart. Go and, like, ask the 30-year-old to confess. Then she also spared the 30-year-old's life. I mean, she didn't ask her to confess, la, but she haunted her, like, quite badly. La. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, lucky 13-year-old. <laughs> I mean, lucky in that sense, not that her past was very good. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. And it was agreed that she was like heavily, heavily, heavily manipulated by by yeah. Chan who was literally her pimp also. So the other thing which was a bit tricky is because they got rid of the body, right? The jury couldn't rule if Fan was murdered or if she died another way. Because it's not whether she died, it's whether they intended to kill her while torturing her. Mm, like this cannot do autopsy lah, nobody. Yeah, nobody. I mean, both are really terrible, but if they wanted her, like actively wanted her dead, right, that's different from like torturing her. But that's that's so nonsense because in the end, they like... They could have just killed her from the start. Why should you go and like prolong her Yeah, I, I actually think it's a bit worse that they purposely prolonged it for mm. so long. I don't think that they would have ever let her go given how they were. So... I think she really broke too many bones and like cannot yeah. go back to society. Really, so they just like finished her They off, were so la. sick about it, okay? In the end, the whole group, the three men, they were sentenced to life imprisonment with no parole for 20 years. So that's 20... 20. Um, I wasn't able to find any information about their parole. Wait, the Hong Kong no hanging? Uh? No, no, no. Hong Kong, uh, no death penalty. Oh, they're very British. So I think theoretically their first parole would have been 2020. But because I couldn't find any news on this, I am going to just assume that they were in prison. Lah. Obviously, like which parole board would give mm. these three men parole? And the building that she was tortured and killed in... Allegedly, some of the residents uh, shortly after said that they could feel... Her presence. 
yeah, like they could feel bad vibes. Like she was still haunting the place like that. I'm going to guess it's occupied regardless of whether there's haunting or not because of Hong Kong. <laughs> Very hard to find no, housing. No, it was bought on block and demolished in September 2012. Oh, luckily, yeah. I think but, maybe got a mother's there. <laughs> but it was rebuilt into a hotel in 2016. Hmm. Okay, maybe not so haunted already. Would you stay there? Um... I mean, if let's say I didn't know about this, yeah, hell, I would just stay there. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Alright, thanks for being on the show this week, Margaret. Thanks for having me. Alright, and thank you listeners for listening to this week's episode of A Briefcase. You can find us on Instagram at A Briefcase Podcast and online at abriefcasepodcast.com. And do join us next week for another brief Hello Kitty case. <laughs> <laughs>